Welcome to the audio podcast of Morning Psalms and Prayers from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. A weekday devotional time in the Psalms. Good morning and welcome to Morning Psalms and Prayer. It's Friday, August 7th, and we begin with another prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, we beseech you, let your continual pity cleanse and defend your church, and, because it cannot continue in safety without your aid, preserve it evermore by your help and goodness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, here we are on a Friday. We are at Psalm it's not Psalm 24, Psalm 44, and we will be reading all of the chapter today. It is a little bit longer, but not too terrible long. Hear the word of the Lord. O God, we have heard with our ears, our fathers have told us, what deeds you performed in their days, in the days of old. You with your own hand drove out the nations, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples, but them you set free. For not by their own sword did they win the land, nor did their own arm save them, but your right hand and your arm and the light of your face, for you delighted in them. You are my king, O God, ordain salvation for Jacob. Though Through you we push down our foes, through your name we tread down those who rise up against us. For not in my bow do I trust, nor can my sword save me, but you have saved us from our foes, and have put to shame those who hate us. In God we have boasted continually, and we will give thanks to your name forever. But you have rejected us and disgraced us, and have not gone out with our armies. You have made us turn back from the foe, and those who hate us have gotten spoil. You have made us like sheep for, the, sheep for slaughter, and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a trifle, demanding no high price for them. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors, the derision and scorn of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me, and shame has covered my face. At the sound of the taunter and reviler, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger. All this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you, and we have not been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the place of jackals, and have covered us with the shadow of death. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yet for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly clings to the ground. Rise up, come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Well, this psalm tells us a story, doesn't it? Here in Psalm 44, we see that the people who are writing this, or the person who is writing this, and the people of Israel who are singing this as a song or, or saying it as poetry are saying, hey, we've heard the stories, God, of how you have saved our fathers, but now nothing seems to be happening. And they, they claim that they've been faithful, but yet God has turned his back on them. They say that they've kept the covenant, but what do they do? What's the real story here? That they're staying faithful to God. They're calling out to him to continue to be faithfulness because they know he is a covenant God who will keep his promises. But it would be so easy for them to turn their back, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be easy to be able to say, you know what, we've been keeping your rules and if it isn't going to do any good for us, if keeping this covenant with you isn't going to benefit us, well, God, forget you. We're going to leave. We're going to go someplace else. We're going to do this ourselves. Whatever it would be, it would be so easy to do. But instead, what we see is we see a faithful 
of faithful calling out to God, asking for him to continue to keep his promises. And so as we begin today, just going to look at verses 1 and 2 to, to sort of set the stage. Then we're going to skip over a lot of uh, the middle stuff because I just kind of summarized it. It's, the, it's those spots where they're saying, hey, bad things are happening to us. Why are you doing nothing? But as I said, verse 1 and 2, O God, we have heard with our ears, our fathers have told us, what deeds you performed in their days in the days of old. You with your own hand drove out the nations, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples, but them you set free. And so... What's being said here is they know the story. They know the story of how God has kept his promises. They're saying, hey, we look back to your law, to your five books of the law. We look to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, maybe even the book of Joshua. We've seen these stories of how you have let your people be victorious. And it was you that did it. God, you, you drove out nations from the land, but then you planted your people there. You afflicted other people, but, well, your people, God, you, you set them free. And he, and he goes on to say this about the differences between the people, the other people and the people of God. What is amazing here is that they're going back to the story. They're going back to the truth that they know of who God is. And that's so important for us. This is why it's important that we know the story of God and his salvation so that we can look back to how he has saved us. And for us as Christians, we particularly look back to the stories from scripture with a Christ-centered, cross-focused uh, frame of mind so that we can remember that we have this truth that no matter what is going on, we have heard the stories of how you have saved your people. And because we're your people, we trust that you will save us. And so, like I said, as we as we scroll down here, we've seen all of this stuff that, that there is so much going on. But yet, even in the faithfulness of God's people, he seems to be absent. And so what do they pray? Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? What? what they're wondering, God, you're, you're uh, forgetting your people. Are, are you asleep? Well, so what do they say? Rouse yourself. Don't reject us forever. They're crying out to him. They're, they're trusting in his faithfulness. Even though they're, in a sense, doubting God, they still trust in his faithfulness, don't they? They're wondering why his, his face is hidden from them. Why that they've been forgotten. And so what do they do? They say, our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly clings to the ground. They are as low as they can get. And so as beings, they are as low as they can get. What are they saying? The final verse here, rise up. They are down. They want God to rise up. And why? Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Save us, God, because that's what you promised to do. Save us, God, because you are a God who saves. And that is really good news for us when we find ourselves in these type of situations where we feel as though things are getting worse or if we find ourselves in a place of persecution we can fall on our faces go to the ground and pray out cry out to god asking him to rise up and to come to our help this is an important thing for us to remember even the faithful people of god struggle with the why when we struggle with the why, we are in good company. Now, that doesn't mean we should just doubt God and, and abandon him. That's, that's not what it's saying here. Instead, it's showing us how to cry out to God, how to trust in his faithfulness, how to trust that he is going to rise up even when we are down. And so may we remember the steadfast love of God in all that we do 
so that we can trust in him and know that we have ultimate victory in Christ. May that be the good news that, that moves us through our days, today and each and every day. Let us go to prayer. Loving God, we've heard with our ears, our fathers have told us of the deeds you performed in Holy Scripture. By your own hand, you drove out nations, but you planted our forefathers in the faith. You afflicted people, but our forefathers you set free. All of this pointed to the victory that Jesus would win for us in his death and resurrection. And this is the good news that gives us joy and peace. Today we pray for your continued work in our lives. We trust that by your word and spirit you'll be at work at, at, in us today. We pray that your law would convict us of our sin and drive us to repentance. We humbly ask that the spirit would comfort us with the sure promise of the gospel, that we might find great joy in your salvation. All this we pray to the end goal that we would be sanctified, made holy, and conformed to the image of Christ today. Give us a desire to seek that which is good, right, and holy, that we might bring glory to your most righteous name. Hear our prayers today, O Lord, and grant us our requests. We know that you have saved us from our foes, and so we pray that we would be strengthened to boast in you continually and give thanks to your name forever. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, have yourself a blessed Friday and a very good weekend. Take care. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss an episode. If you would like more information on our congregation, you can find it at edgertonfrc.org. You can also watch the videos of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.